0: The kids go to bed. <laughs> her second book was it, it was to like bring you closer yeah, and like I was like,
1: talking to my mom about it I'm, today I'm you are you like oh my gosh Girl, <laughs> like... Welcome, Welcome to coffee, coffee
0: confession. Hi guys, happy Monday. Today we're talking about a topic that even if you experience it the same way, I think you view it quite differently, right? So if I talk about my childhood through my eyes, and then you ask my brother, who lived the same type of childhood, uh, is two, like, complete opposites. Um, So it's kind of funny to see that, like, we came from the same place, like I was, I was there doing the things you were doing, sir, like we were eating the same dinners. Um, But you just see it so differently. Um, And I think it's really funny, how that kind of molds you into the person you are today. Right. And it molds Mm -hmm. you differently. It molded my brother differently. And it molded me differently. Right. We have different things that we've brought and left behind um, from our childhood into our adult life. And um, he's a parent now. And so I'm a parent. And so like we parent differently and, you know, it's just all of these things to see, like you came from the same place. (laughs) And it's like completely different people. Um, So we're today. We are talking a little bit about poverty because we grew up kind of poor we didn't grow yeah, up kind of well, poor we grew up poor
1: <laughs> but our parents don't like when we say that my mom always says like you weren't that poor and i'm like i was poor enough to root re- like to, to know like so I, i'll say i grew up unwealthy mother like that yeah. does that make it better but like listen i grew up with a mom who had four kids by the time she was 19 i am the product of teenage pregnancy she's a single mom no, like I, I think if I just left it with that, you can use your imagination to kind of put two and two together that we weren't, you know, like, uh, going on shopping sprees and we didn't have this like lucrative life. And so I, I always remember like growing up that we couldn't go to birthday parties because it was polite to bring a gift. And now As a 30-year-old woman who has multiple kids, I just want you to come enjoy my kid's birthday party, but I'm also not naive to the fact of what perception is, and so I know that she probably didn't want to have, um, you know, her kids show up empty-handed to this lavish birthday party, and not have a gift. And so the big, like the rule was like, you can't go to the birthday party because you don't have a gift. And like, I know you're like, I know you're like luxury meal, but my mom was like big on this meal. It was, it makes me gag to this day, craft <laughs> mac and cheese, a can of peas and a can of tuna. And she oh, it makes me sick to even think about, but she was like, (laughs) it's like tuna Mac. I to this day will never touch like a tuna casserole, anything like that. It's just, it's not happening. That's
0: me with goulash. Mm -mm. My mom, you know, goulash is like typically like me. Yeah. Okay. But my mom would throw in anything that we had. And it was like, it was like the kitchen sink. You never she got called the it goulash goulash She's, No. And I was like, I hate this. I mean, I hate, she'd have like, you know, we had leftover fried potatoes. So she put that in there. And I was like, please don't mix my meat and my potatoes and, and my here sauces. My kids, like- here
1: my kid is like last night I made salmon, baked salmon for dinner. And they're like, I don't really like salmon. I'm like, okay, well then I can make Kraft mac and cheese and tuna mixed together.
0: Yeah. Like, what
1: That's funny. Can- my mother-in-law said the same thing
0: because, um, she was like, isn't it amazing, like where you came from, and then like where your kids are, right, my kids eat rather, like they eat really good, but they also eat like different things, you know, like my kids will eat like asparagus, and like salmon, and things like this, whereas I grew up on beans, like I grew up on pinto beans, that was still, that's one of my childhood favorites that I bring into my life, Mm, because that is just like my southern comfort, and I never found anybody who liked it until I met Cody, and we were like, or both of our husbands were like, Mm. this is not a meal, we're like, It definitely is is tonight. That's what I grew up on. There's Um, nothing
1: better than like a good pinto bean broth. If you, oh my gosh, if you've never dipped a tortilla, a fresh tortilla into pinto (laughs) bean broth, don't tell me that's a poor man's meal because baby, that is like, well, it can't be
0: super watery. Like I don't like the super watery ones. It has to have a little bit of like thickness to this, like a little bit of texture to bring into this. But it's funny because when I married my husband, I served him a pot of beans and I was like, this is divine baby like cuisine right here and he's like is this this is all you made and i was like excuse me i'm highly offended right now and so i told my mom and i was like this is when i realized like we were dirt poor right we didn't get to do all the things the other people did we shop goodwill we shop save a lot and my mom would be like look for the cans that aren't expired that's what we're getting and so i remember doing those things i remember like food drives and all of those Mm -hmm. um that we would attend because um my dad was going to school. He was working overnights and my mom um, had the four of us and that was it. So there was five of us trying to survive or six of us trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And I had two older brothers, which eat a lot. And then it was me and my sister. So yeah. she did anything and everything you could to get by. I remember like the big 20 pound bags of like flour and sugar she would buy because she was like, you want juice? You're having Kool-Aid. There's plenty of sugar. Oh, I yeah. I won't drink Kool-Aid to this day. Yes. I, I won't even I buy know. it. You get like, pick your flavors.
1: It's <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) go into safe but you can have any five of them (laughs) anyone you want uh yeah there's so many things that you look like i was stocking my pantry the other day and look, like we had food right it just wasn't the food that it wasn't gushers when gushers were coming out right it wasn't dunkaroos it wasn't things like that it was like the store brand well because girl now i'll shop a store brand okay it's like 50 cents less and it tastes the same but when you're like Seven or eight years old, you're like, I don't want to eat store brand, or I want to eat yeah. raviolis, and it's like, no, you can have a five cent. All I of ramen wanted noodles. was the
0: Reese's Puffs cereal. That's all I wanted. You
1: get it. No, you get, you get what, uh, what, like Cheerios, the plain Cheerios, and yeah. stuff like that. And so none of this is to like complain about our childhood. Actually, uh, this whole podcast today is to talk about what poverty can do to somebody. Now we Mm -hmm. all know that poverty can absolutely take two turns. You can either go down a really resentful path, Mm -hmm. or I feel like it turned me into a person that has an empathetic heart and a ton of compassion for other people because poverty didn't just stop when I was a kid. I went through it as a teenager in high school, that was a really hard time to have that happen to you. My mom got divorced. And one of the first things I remember her saying to the, on the phone to my grandfather was, I don't care if he leaves. I don't care. Like, that's fine. He can go. I don't want to struggle again because struggling is hard. And that is stuck in my head. And so, and sure enough, like my senior year of high school, it was kind of like being back in the nineties again, just, we were in another, you know, a new age and older. And then even as newlyweds, my husband and I, we just, Mm -hmm. I think it's really common in the military to be really young and struggle financially. I mean, we see the Mm -hmm. posts all the time on the spouse pages and a lot of times they're met with just judgment. And to me, I'm like, why can't we have compassion? Why can't we have empathy? Um, You're getting married at 17, 18 years old. And A lot of time, I don't know about you, but I wasn't really taught a ton about budgeting. I was, my mom was too busy working and taking care of kids. And that I just, you know, I was kind of ready to get out of the house. And I, I left at 18, you know, and I think a lot of people in poverty do that. You're ready to go. You're ready to be out and figure it out for yourself. And then, well, I
0: think you, I think you go from that, right. As a child and be like, I'm not going to do this as an adult. But when we say poverty guys, I think you need to realize like we were, poor like yeah. I remember one Christmas we made our Christmas gifts my mm-hmm. brother made me a book out of a bar of soap mm-hmm. I made a house out of popsicle sticks and those were our Christmas gifts because we were that poor I can remember yeah. doing you know popcorn on a string and salt dough ornaments for yeah. our tree and I remember my dog tearing them up and then we had no ornaments <laughs> um and so like when we mean poor like that's what we're talking about we're not talking yeah. about just like name brand you know like as a kid you see the name brand cereal and sure. you're like that's yeah. what I want yeah. but when you're faced with like My parents are like, I I have we don't have the money to give our kids Christmas gifts, you know, so they would always come up with inventive ways. I remember um, it kind of holds like memories for me, like the little dollar heart boxes of chocolates for Valentine's. That's all we would get. They I think they used to be a little bit cheaper when we were younger, because I remember every Valentine's we would get one. Every yeah. one of my siblings would get one and that's it. And my, my dad always tried to make sure to get my mom some flowers and flowers. Yeah. They're expensive now. I'm sure they were expensive for yeah. the, you know, poverty line that we were living on. So those are the type of things that we're talking about. We're not just talking about cereals, even though it's funny or, you know, yeah. beans, even though it's funny, we it's were genuinely we
1: trauma. You
0: know? <laughs> we have trauma. We're not going into that one today. We're that one <laughs> is therapist. a whole, that's yeah. Okay. I, she is my therapist, but, um, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. And I think you, I know my brother specifically, right? He is like, I'm not doing any of that. We're going to have the best of the best of the best, you know, name brand only. You can only wear, you know, um, um, whatever, just name brand. You're not wearing Walmart. You're not, you're too good for this. You're too good for that. And now that he has kids of her own, (laughs) um, that's what we shot Walmart. (laughs) Um, but when he has kids of his own, he's now realizing like, it's not so easy as I thought it was, you know? And like, to, to make ends meet, and like you said, we weren't really taught budgeting. My dad, he was making ends meet. He went mm-hmm. to school trying to provide a better life for his kids, so he um, went to school all night and he worked all day. And my dad was never there; like he was yeah. just gone. He worked like a mule. Anything that he could do to bring in extra money, I remember my mom doing pampered chef because <laughs> we needed the money. And like yeah. we didn't do anything. We didn't. We. I remember one year, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. Um, but we got those powered cars. Those, oh, yeah, little, yeah. those little power cars mm-hmm. and we had to share it there was like four of us we had to share one of them I don't know where they got it from and it was like the coolest thing to us like we were like oh my god and there was yeah. literally four of us kids stacked on this like power wheels car because oh. like I want to drive I want to drive and then you know half of us were yeah. too big to even fit in it but it was just like the coolest thing the newest thing that we had ever got and like yeah it was just like wow holy crap yeah um and so when you take those things into your adulthood, right, you're like, I don't want to struggle. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Yeah. But you also don't realize how hard life is out there. So I remember my husband and I had to go get a payday loan because we mismanaged our money and we spent it before like, you know, we had it and things yeah. like that. And ever since that day, that's why my husband is the way he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is a stickler for a budget and for money because like, he's like, I'm, I'll never do that again. I don't want to stoop that low. I don't want to be. I want to be able to provide for my family and you know I don't wanna ask for help. Not that it's a bad thing to ask for help, but you know my it was a
1: it was a a preventable mistake. Like if exactly like your car breaks down and we all know how expensive that can be. There are situations where you're going to need to go to AER. You're going to need to go get a payday yeah. loan and stuff. But if it's just like, oh crap, like I overspent at Walmart and then I went into yeah. the Chick-fil-A line and did this thing that we all do it. We've all been there and, stuff. Yeah. and we all have our, our lessons that we learn from. And, you know, I will say one great thing about my childhood. And I think the reason why I'm able to have so much compassion and love towards other people is that while we sh- like, we struggle to make ends mm-hmm. meet, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't realize I was the poor kid. I it yeah. was never it was never like you are poor. You're poor, you're poor. Um I think the first time I ever really realized it was when my mom got remarried and my stepdad was like you'll never shop at Walmart again. You'll yeah. never buy and I was just like okay, like I think Walmart's fine. When I lived with um before they got well before she had remarried, she, my mom worked so hard. That's another reason I feel like I have such a great work, like Mm -hmm. drive and want to work hard is because that's the example that's been set Mm -hmm. for me. But, um, we lived on my grandfather's land in a single wide trailer with rats in it. Like at night you could hear the rats. Like it was so, Oh my gosh, I hate rodents now because of that. I probably would have hated them anyway, Mm -hmm. but now I really hate rodents. And, um, when we moved into a double wide I was like oh we're rich we're rich we're rich and okay my- but a double wide
0: is so much bigger than is like the regular trailers okay because right? I know when we moved from the trailer single. to the double wide we were like
1: oh this is high oh hip. hello like I get can- yeah, I don't touch exactly. the walls in this house <laughs> I know it was so nice like our our single wide we had like space heaters because there was no central air and then in Arizona And a summer in that it was it was like 10 on the outside. I remember if we would run out of hot water, we'd have to run outside in our towel and go push the button on the water heater to like to reheat it. But you know, it taught me to just be compassionate because everybody's gonna go through a time in their life where they're insecure about something, whether it be food insecurity, whether it be financial insecurity, whether it be whatever the case is, that's not our place to know. But I think everybody has. A calling on themselves to be kind and compassionate and empathetic to one another because you don't know what somebody's struggling with. Um, mm-hmm. I'm 34 to this day, and I still have moments where I'm impulsive and I want to go spend my money. And then Felicia, like, "You want to do this? You want to do that?" I'm like, mm, "I was irresponsible. I can't go. <laughs> like, I can't go this week, or I can't do that." And you know, she doesn't meet me with judgment. She's not like, "Well, what'd you do with all your money? What what happened?" She's like, "All right, like, we'll do it next month. We'll we'll, we'll plan for another time." Whereas she could have you know totally looked at me with judgment she could have totally been like you don't know how to manage your money and and all these things and instead I think when you grow up from poverty to a life that we live now like well it's not extremely lucrative by any means Mm -hmm. but I, I have everything I want and more I have I can give my kids, I always like, I shouldn't, but in my defense, I always like when they're acting like brats. I'm like, you have so much more than I ever had. (laughs) I wish that I had as much that you had, like, you don't know what I would have done at your age. And, um, a lot of the time too, is I got, I got a little bit, I, I feel like I was not quite as, um, like bad off but I had like a, a dad that was like kind of helping it when, and when yeah. he chose and stuff. So this is just to say that, you know, whether you grew up poor, you can take two roads. You can take the road that makes you bitter and upset, or you can take the road that makes you see the compassion and it makes you see the empathy, make you have a tender heart to other people and whatever they're going through. You don't have to hold that resentment. If you need to get in therapy about it, get in therapy, but find a place where you're not resentful and you're more like thankful.
0: Yeah, I think it's all about perspective. Um, like I said, you asked my brother and we live the same childhood, but it seems like we come from two totally different eras, right. Of life. Yeah. Um, And I think because of poverty, if you look at it realistically, numbers wise, military families are right above the poverty line, right? Yeah. You don't you barely make enough, especially with inflation. And if you man, do not manage your money, you will not make it. It's as simple right. as that. Um, so military families barely meeting that poverty line, um, you know, especially the lower enlisted. It's um, it's kind of like a big wake up call. Right. Because as a child, mm-hmm. I. I didn't ever think I was missing anything. Sure, like they had the nicer clothes and everything, but I was happy. I was happy with my childhood and I didn't really notice it until I got older, right? In high school when people had the nicer things and you know, when my brother started complaining that he didn't have the nice clothes and he had Walmart and they had Hollister and all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's all about perspective. It has taught me that like, I know I can bless my children abundantly, but I also want them to be humble enough to be like, I'm so thankful that I got this. Not like I deserve this. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I want you to have, yeah, I want you to have, Everything I didn't have, I want yeah. to give you that. I don't want to ever see you struggle, but I also want to teach you, like you know, hard work. My kids have chores, and I know that's you know I frowned know. upon <laughs> on some, but like my daughter takes out the trash, feeds her dog, and stuff. I mean, they're small, right? Like my right. my little boys, they make their bed and they pick up their room, and it's not perfect. And I told my mother in law, it it drives me insane because their bed is like you know all mismanaged and stuff. But I was like, I'm teaching them to be like you know take care of the things you have. Yeah. You have a lot, and like you have more than other people don't, right? right. I was like, yeah. Starving little children would want this my child was complaining about some dinner that I made her and I was like starving little kids would want to eat that okay like you speak quiet, eat your dinner be thankful for what yeah. you have um and so it's once you change your perspective on things and I know it's very very hard right it's it's my brother is super self-conscious about like our childhood and the way he was raised and where he came from for me I embrace it I'm just yeah. like I will gladly eat Costco steak but I am not you know I'm humble enough that I will I'll make pinto beans on our same dinner menu this week because I'm like, this is good. And this is where we came from, you know, and I teach my kids the same thing. Right. It's not about like all of these things you have. I want to teach you to like you have ten dollars. I want to bless somebody with like five dollars and then I have five for myself and things like that. You know, like teaching them the value of, you know, compassion and empathy and um, perspective and hard work and things that I can instill in them that. Sure, when I was a kid, like damn, I it was a lesson you didn't
1: know you were learning. And exactly that's the best thing is because we have to consciously do it more because our children are blessed and our lives are blessed. Mm So there's more of a conscious effort to make sure that they don't forget that you know you have somebody working extremely hard for you to have these things. And whereas for us it was survival, and I never throw that in my kids' face, but like Mm -hmm. you said, I want them to understand that. Um, you're not going to get the same life lesson I got, because that was just the hand we were dealt. And Mm -hmm. we learned those lessons like unconsciously, like it was just something that we learned from being a little different than everybody else. Whereas our kids are fitting in with the times they're fitting in with the crowd. So we have to push that lesson a little bit harder. And so I just wanted to come on here and talk to you guys today and say, like, if you are going through a rut and it's hard and you're financially struggling, like that's okay. That is Mm -hmm. totally okay. You are not, there's nothing less about you. There's nothing better about another person. Figure out a budget that works for you or whatever the case may be. We're not like your financial advisors. We can't speak on what 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 we're not. We're not. We're not. Our husbands, um, they have trouble (laughs) reeling us into when we get into target, but here's a shameless plug to end this episode this week. Felicia and I have a heart for giving. We it's, put on us like anytime we're together, let me buy you a coffee, buy me a coffee, whatever. Mm -hmm. But We were given the opportunity to accept donations on our podcast, and then we are able to receive subscribers on our TikTok. Both are monetized, so we would bring in funds. And instead of um, using those funds for coffee, we want to use them for our community. We want to take those donations and take those subscription fees, and we want to compile them, and we want to go bless military families. So if we see you at the commissary and -hmm. we pop in and we ask, hey, can I give you 50 bucks to your groceries? please just take it. Like we just, we have a heart for giving. If we see you at the yeah. gas station and say, Hey, let me buy your gas, please just take it. Cause we that's, that's what we love to do. We love to right. give gifts and we could never meet any of you at all at one time to bless you all at once, but we would love if you would rally with us. And in this community <clears throat> donate and subscribe. If you can, if you find it, um, in your budget to do so, but just know that that money is going to go back into our community. We're going to bless people. Have yes. you ever seen those videos on TikTok where they'll like take a Venmo and then they'll go out to eat and then they
0: right. leave like
1: this massive tip? That is the goal. If we can pay for well, somebody's entire trip, grocery trip, that's what we want to do. Yeah. But we'll start off small too.
0: Yeah, and I know you guys can do it because you did it when we raised um, money for the T-shirts. You we <laughs> were able to donate what three hundred. 30- I think we got 300 t shirts and we were able to donate
1: $500 to each family. Yes, each family
0: out of 13 families, my friends. Okay, so so. I know you guys rally together. I know there's so many well deserving charities, but for us, like, there's no better feeling can walk up to a mom who's like sitting there struggling. Like I need to put this cereal back. I need it. We've been there. My mom's yeah. put the groceries back. You know, yeah. and she's like, don't touch it, please. Because I don't want to walk up to the front and have to tell you to put it back. It's embarrassing right. for me. Yeah, And, um, we've been there. We've been there as kids. We've been there as parents. We've been there as, you know, single or not single, but married spouses um, with no kids. So we know there's hard times and there's nothing better. We're never going to embarrass you. I want to make it like, we're not going to like stop the conversation. Everybody (laughs) watch what I'm doing. No, (laughs) No, but we wanted to bring it here because um, we address it on all our platforms, but we know we have people who just listen here um, and we'd like to, you know, discreetly come and bless you and our families because There's really nobody more deserving than our military families. I think, you know, you, you, you're dealing with the hand you're dealt. We don't make the most money. Um, and if you're learning, then you could be struggling. You know, we all, I think you all have to struggle sometime in life to kind of learn those lessons. Yeah. Um, and we're super excited. I'm so excited. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm super excited.
1: (laughs) I am too. too. And like, we want to frequent. So right now, obviously it's going to be at posts that we are local to, but if we continue to, you know, if this really picks up traction. We are totally open to exploring other postings that are around us. If time allows, we have little kids, you know, but if, if that means we have to throw them in the car and go hang out at your commissary Mm -hmm. on one day, um, we are totally open to doing that. Um, but I, we really hope that you guys will rally with us and let's bless some people in this community. It won't just be a gift from Felicia and I, it'll be a gift from our entire following. Um, There's 19,000 people who follow us on Facebook. If you could imagine if everybody donated $1, could you imagine $1, how many people Mm -hmm. we could change their lives, but I won't keep blabbering about it because I (laughs) will, I I love, I love charity. I love participating in charity. I love giving, I love giving from a grateful heart. So um, next week, what are we talking about next week? We're going to talk about how hard it can be when Everything falls on you as a military spouse from motherhood to marriage, all the things all at once that you have to cope and mm-hmm. go through. We're going to spill our hearts on that one. So, I mean, it might be good if you grab some tissues, you know, and us, we probably cry. So don't um, encourage me. Cry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me a reason, but we will talk to you next week. If you're local to Colorado Springs, I have to tell you about Whiskey Shots Photography. We worked with owner Elizabeth Holbert for our coffee photos, and we were absolutely blown away. She is personable, professional, and absolutely amazing at what she does. We left this photo shoot feeling so confident and excited to see our photos. If your family is in need of photos, she is hands down the best in the area. Check out our website, coffeeconfessions.com, to find more information on booking a session with Elizabeth. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.